Download of Vibes! Welcome to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast brought to you by NBA 2K24. I hope you guys have got your pre-orders ready. You can use the link in the description. Help support the show. Use the pre-order link and let them know you're coming via the Hoop Genius Podcast. Show some love. My Mooncy alongside BJ Armstrong. As always, Mr. BJ Armstrong, how was your weekend, my friend? It's fabulous. Fabulous. You know, Mo, I had a... I had a, a family reunion to attend, so it was great. And oh wow, uh, catching up in so Detroit that, that was good. No, I actually, was out here in uh, on the West Coast, out here in LA. So it was mm. good. It was it, it was good. So so that was good. And uh, all of the kiddies are back from college, so that's good. Get a chance to see everybody. They still uh, they still talk to me, Mo. <laughs> and you know kids in their 20s still talk to you so that, that that's good and um so it was good how was your weekend man it was good my best friend got married went to the wedding oh. i was uh looking fresh in my suit black suit with a green tie so i had some black and green jordan ones on and so many oh, people okay. came up to me like yo that's a fresh fit you got going on those are some fresh kicks <laughs> and then my mom obviously because she knows my friend she came up to me she goes you look like an idiot put on some proper shoes so <laughs> it was a mixed bag i did my best shout out to mom shout out to mom every time i did my best man speech that was a great success um and, and what's funny is obviously like the wife side of the family a lot of them don't know me you know they're just kind of older mm. people they don't really watch media social media that kind of thing so they will come up to me and they're mm-hmm. like wow you, that speech was amazing you should think about doing public speaking for a career and i was like boy do i have some news for you guys <laughs> i might know a thing or two about speaking in front of crowds and cameras maybe just maybe <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good that's it was good, good. Uh, um it felt like over here everyone got married this weekend because it's like the middle weekend of the summer. Yeah. Everyone wants to get married. Unfortunately, in London, it was pouring with rain, um, which kind of dampened things a little bit. But across the NBA, there were some weddings. Trey Young got married. Congratulations to him. Joel Embiid yes. got married. Congratulations to him. Congratulations. And now Twitter, or Elon Musk has renamed it as X, which I think is pretty damn weird. And we're still... You know what I was thinking about, BJ? You know, when we're on the show and we talk about the Lakers, and I always say... Well, when they go back to Staples and you say, no, mm-hmm. it's crypto now. No, it will forever be Staples Center. It doesn't matter how many times mm-hmm. they change the name. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing with Twitter. I don't care if they re- rename it as X, X Corp or whatever the hell they're doing. It will forever be Twitter. But the timeline is talking about James Harden not attending his teammate or soon to be ex-teammate Joel Embiid's wedding. Instead, he was supporting Bun B's new burger venture. I don't know if you've seen that. You know, well, that's not on my timeline. You know, no. you know, like you just referred to your, well, I, your I'm, I was talking about <laughs> Bun B's uh, burger business, not necessarily. I, I've heard of it. I've heard of that. I've heard of it. I, I think um, it's pretty. Haven't and try, Yeah, I haven't tried it. I haven't tried it yet. But I've I heard wanted it. to know because getting great reviews. You're a man who has a great taste in food. You know, you're a big food connoisseur. If you were to open a food business or a restaurant, what cuisine would it be? Oh. This oh, is how you know we're deep in the off talking. season, by the way. No, now you're talking. Now you're really talking my language. Okay, what would it be? Well, now and, you, and it can't be a mix of everything. Well, is you got to pick one? No, no. I, I I have a specific. Okay. BJ's barbecue. Okay. Mo, I I all my family knows that that's what I do, and you know, Mo, you've heard me talk about I'm it. Coming for the dino ribs here on the show. Mo, I love 
open pit cooking. Mm-hmm. I love barbecue. And it seems like I eat it like, if not every day now, every other day, especially in the summer. Last night I went to, I feel like he's a friend. I don't, I don't know him, but I, I've attended some of his, his, his cooking events, so forth and so on. And Mo, I just, I love barbecue. I would love nothing more to have a barbecue place. Let's make it happen. Where I have, where you have outstanding barbecue, like not just, you know, well, you, I, I don't know if you've ever had outstanding barbecue, no, like I, I, something I've had yeah. nice barbecue, but not what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Yeah. But when you have an outstanding mode, when it's outstanding and you cook and you really, you have to, you, that's why they call them the pit masters. You have to have someone who actually understands the art of cooking slow on an open fit. It's nothing like it. And it's great. So that would be my that would be my go to. Just good barbecue. Okay. You know, pork ribs, beef ribs. No, no pork. We we don't. Uh, have well, 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 we I'm, not, I'm just saying, if you're going to cook barbecue, you want to cook everything. Chicken. All right. In the fish. London franchise, we have yeah. a no pork though. You can keep that over okay, there in LA. Right. When we come okay, to London, it's all halal. Oh well, that, that's fine. I'm I, I am a. I just want to cook. It doesn't matter what right. we're cooking. But we'll I get one cook. in LA. We'll get one in Detroit, one in Chicago, one in London. How about that? Oh, well, that's too much. You, you just got to have one. Oh, just, man. You just have to have, you just have to have one, two, maybe. Okay. I think something like that would work in, in London, yep. but it might not work because of the, the weather. You know what I mean? Cause it, but it, mm. it, 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 it could, it could work. It, it may not work, but it could, it would get a little smoky, but it's nothing like cooking outdoors. Ready for another fantastic segue. Speaking of cooking, Let's Paul see. Pierce has been getting cooked on the timeline. This week, once again, the eternal debate of Paul Pierce versus Dwayne Wade has resurfaced because we're deep in the offseason and people have got nothing else to talk about. Um, this stems back from a few years ago when Paul Pierce was on ESPN and they asked him if he thought Dwayne Wade was better than him and he said no. And then someone asked him about it again this week and he said no. I mean, if you're going to compare it like that, if I played with Shaq and I played with LeBron, I would have as many rings as Dwayne Wade. Um, so a lot of people have been expressing their opinions. I feel like a lot of people online weren't around to see Paul Pierce in his prime. They only really saw the tail end of his career, uh, whereas they saw Dwayne Wade still relatively in his prime because he's a bit younger than Paul. Um, I want to get your take. How would you compare those two players to each other? You know, you, you know, more like... When you start comparing people, right? You you start like, oh well, this person here, and then eventually you have to come to a conclusion: who's better or who's worse? Okay, mm-hmm. both of those, and I and I'm old enough to say this: both of those young men had phenomenal careers. Both of them, okay, they had terrific careers. I think Paul Pierce, what won? How many championships did Paul win? One. one? Did he win one? The one okay, finals MVP, two thousand eight. And how many did Dwayne win? He won three. Three. Okay. One with Shaq and two with LeBron. Okay. And Chris Bosch and those guys were on that team. I think yeah. Ray Allen was on that yep. one. For the one second one, teams. 2013. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So here, here's the deal. No one alone. No one alone. Even Michael Jordan. You can't win it alone. You can't win and advance without a team without a group of people right you gotta have excellent coaching front office gotta put together the team 
then you have to have a once you have a good team, then you have to stay healthy. You want everybody in their prime, so forth and so on. So there are a lot of variables. Now we can all talk about those things are fun. Barbershop talk is fun. Mm-hmm. However, it's it's really hard for me to have barbershop talk when you know how difficult it really is. <laughs> I mean, Mo, yeah, I yeah. Mean, Mo, it, it, it's it's really hard. Well, this is what but I it's to fun get to. to do. This is what I want to get to from your side as a former player in the league and someone who's still around the league now. How much do players talk about this? You know, is it because obviously our listeners have never been inside the locker room? Can you give us the insight? Do players sit around and, you know, say you've got a matchup coming up and you're going up against John Starks and and the guy is saying, oh, BJ, you got this matchup against this guy or whoever it might be, right? Is it a big thing for the players or is that mostly just fans talking? Well, well, here's the thing. You know, when you go into a game mode, Okay, let's you and I go into a game, right? Mm-hmm. First, let's recognize we are going into a game. It's not like Mo is going into a game. Yeah. Mo, you're guarding Mo, your matchup tomorrow night is LeBron James. It's not an individual matchup. I'm telling you the, the AC. The matchup is the 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 matchup is we are playing against a team and we're going to try to take away their strengths. Okay, one of their strengths whenever you play against a LeBron James team would be the following. We have to wall up and defend him because he's going to get the majority of the touches in the offensive sets. Okay. So all of these individual matchup things, it's like fantasy basketball. (laughs) It's just like, because everyone understands, everyone understands who plays, that that's not a thing. You're playing against Steph Curry. It's not an individual matchup. It's we. Your job is to force him into the help. That's your job. Mm-hmm. Your job is the guy who's supposed to help. You're supposed to be there 100% of the time. That's why you hear guys say, oh, my bad. Because there was a breakdown in the scheme. Yeah. Okay. You Every team has a defensive. It's like what Mike Tyson said. Everyone has a plan until you get hit. <laughs> now, after the guy then, after the guy hit four or five threes, then he frustrates you, and then the game opens up, and then he has one of those third quarters or fourth quarters where he explodes. It's a we thing. You got to stay connected. How many times do you hear coaches say, let's stay connected? What does that mm-hmm. mean? That means we are defending against this team. So do I think guys sit down and no, I don't not, not, not the great players, because if you're a great player, you can't get caught up in an individual matchup. Now, do you get it? Do you get excited to play against another great player? Absolutely. Absolutely. But the thing is, Mo, every player on his team has a different role on his team. Okay. If you're Shaquille O'Neal, they're going to play through you. If you are, you know, let's say, you know, another center, you know, Kavon Looney. Well, yeah. you know what? You, you got a different role on your team. However, the the, the objective is win the game. Win the game. Okay. So that's what guys talk about. That's what, now when you're younger and you're playing maybe high school and Da da da. Okay, yeah, okay. It is different because the the team is basically centered around you. You're the best player probably on the team. However, when you get to this league, I don't care how good you are. You have to learn how to play with one another because you could see now guys say, "Well, this guy doesn't pass the ball, and this guy doesn't da da da." Because 
winning is 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 the that's the that's the goal here. So mm-hmm. it's fun to talk. However, we all know it's not real. And yeah, some guys will play along to it. So I want to get back to this Paul Pierce thing. Paul Pierce and Dwayne Wade, like. If anyone played with Shaq in his prime, LeBron I could have got a chip Boston if I played with the prime Shaq and played with the prime. That's what LeBron. I'm saying. Like it, that increases your chance significantly. So he's telling the truth there. However, the truth. I don't want to just I don't want to discredit what Dwayne Wade did, right? I, Especially you know I mean? in 06. Down, yeah, I mean Dwayne Wade was, if I remember correctly, he was he was the best player on that MVP. team. Yeah. I, I don't yeah, think Paul Pierce was saying it to discredit him. I think he was saying that's the logic the fans are using. Dwayne Wade's got three championships, I've got one, and I think that's the reason why he was saying that. I don't think because he came out and said how much he respects Dwayne Wade and how great Dwayne Wade is as a player. Let me ask you this though: if you had to play alongside one of them, because I don't, I don't understand the comparison because they're not very similar players. I mean, they both played on the wing, but. They're not that similar in terms of play styles. They have two contrasting play styles. You know, Paul Pierce is a much better outside shooter. Dwayne Wade is obviously throwing down a lot more dunks than Paul Pierce. Who would you rather play alongside? Dwayne Wade or, or Paul Pierce? Yeah. Paul Pierce. For me. Yeah? Yeah. Why so? Paul Pierce. Um. Well, here, here, here is the reasoning, right? There are key areas on the floor that you have to be able to operate from, okay? Yes. There are key areas. Key areas, okay, for, for me or for any player. If you're going to be a primary scorer or a primary ball handler on a team, right, and you're going to take on the role as number one or number two guy, there's three areas you have to be able to play from, right? You have to be able to have your you have to be able to penetrate the defense and get to the get to the paint, especially as a wing. Okay. Both of them can do that. Check. Yep. You have to be able to play from the box. Why? Because the box area is one of the key areas where you can pass the ball to your other four team, your other four teammates with the proper spacing, mm-hmm. 20 to 25 feet away from each other. Okay. I would say Paul Pierce probably does that better consistently than Dwayne Wade. Yeah. On the box. Okay. Paul Pierce made a living off playing after the third area is from the pinch post. The elbow. I mean, Doc Rivers would get so much where he would just put Paul Pierce in the middle at the free throw line, give him the ball, and then space the floor properly and let Mm -hmm. him play at the end of the game. Okay. It's easier to play team basketball where your best player catches the ball and you know the proper spacing that's necessary for him to be able to do what he needs to do, either score that basket, get fouled, or pass it to one of the guys, depending on where the ball has to go or depending on how what the defense does. Mm-hmm. I think Paul Pierce, in my opinion, would be – it would be – it would be – it would be, I'm not saying easier to play, but it would be able, you would be able to play a different style that's mm-hmm. conducive, in my opinion, in my opinion, to having a better defensive team. Because when your player, when you play with the player who constantly attacks the basket, that forces, that forces your transition defense to be one of two things. Either you're going to be a bad defensive team 
or you're going to need a specific player who now you can't penetrate because that player is constantly breaking down the offense. Now, that's not to take away and say you can't do it. Clearly, Dwayne Wade did it. However, when you play with Dwayne Wade, you have to play with a player who's constantly looking to do what? Break down the defense, which can get complicated because if I pass the ball as the lead guard and cut through to the opposite side, as I'm cutting through Dwayne Wade, which he did, he was incredible at it. He could break down any defense. Now, if he misses that shot, what happens to your transition defense? Scrambled. Even if he makes the shot and you're playing against a team who plays fast, your transition is scrambled. Okay. So I think as a lead guard, and I'm not saying you can't make it work. Okay. And, And it would be difficult to put a team around a player who takes away Dwayne Wade's natural instinct, which is to attack. And in my opinion, that's why it was so difficult for him and LeBron when they first got together, because one, both had to change their games because they're, they both at that time were attacking players. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And be, and the reason they were losing is because they're de- I remember I was watching it. I was like, Oh wow. That's going to take them some time to figure that out because they both were breaking down the, the offense all the time, which put them in poor transition defense. But they figured it out where Dwayne Wade said, okay, either I got to stop doing this or he's got to stop. And who's going to give us the both chance? And Dwayne Wade cut his game back to compensate for that. So shout out to him for understanding that. Mm-hmm. However, if, if you're just saying their natural instincts, because Dwayne Wade was not good at it. He was great at breaking down the defense. So you don't want to take away someone's natural strength. However, you know that it's, it's hard to play like that. I mean, it took it took even Jordan. It takes all those players to understand mm-hmm. when to attack and when not to attack. So if you're just saying asking me naturally, I would say yeah. okay, Paul Pierce. I think, but listen, you you can't go wrong with either one of them. I think a lot of people disrespect Paul Pierce because number one, they didn't watch him play in his prime, and number two, he said some very questionable things since he's retired. Um, let's not forget that this guy got stabbed, what, 11 times and came back and played a full 82 game season, no low management, mm-hmm. clutch mm-hmm. performer over and over again, won a finals MVP. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, yeah, Paul, it, Paul, I think he gets unnecessary disrespect. Well, yeah, I mean, he says, whatever, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> caught up in it. I don't get caught up in these timeline things, right? Uh, yeah. Whatever. I don't, I don't even know. It doesn't even matter. But what I do know is both of them are incredible basketball players. Facts. Both of them had two different styles, and they both did what they had to do. Now, again, like I said, but I think their natural instinct, Paul was a natural scorer in every sense of the word. I mean, he had a big body, first of all, and he could, you know, he he could play from key areas on the floor which were necessary in the way the game was played. Dwayne Wade, you know, he's a slashing. And, and I think Dwayne Wade's only about 6'3 or 6'4 tops. He's 6'4, so yeah. It's so dip- yeah, it's difficult for him to accept a double team and pass over a double team, especially if you come with another big body to double team him. So mm. I understood why he didn't play from the post or the pinch post. He could see he had to flash and 
And that's why they call him flash. He was flashing and cutting and doing all those things and playing the opens. That was his game. He had a nice handle. He could change direction. Had, you know, he could finish around the basket, even though he was only 6'3, 6'4. So I understood that. However, you know, like it's really hard to play that way and then be able to have the proper offensive spacing. I think he would even agree with, well, he doesn't agree. He understands that. Yeah. Everybody understands. It's not a knock. It's just that you got to understand if you're going to win, you have to have spacing on the floor, just like playing with Steph Curry. And you heard me say this, Steph Curry, we say point guard. No, he's some type of hybrid guard that you have to have the proper spacing to play alongside him because he breaks down the principles on both sides of the floor. Yep. And if he takes one of those shots, which for most of us are bad shots, but for him, it's a good shot and he does miss it, but he doesn't do often. Okay. But I'll, 50% of the Steph time. Steph don't he, even miss on the he, golf course either. I see him yeah, all summer long hitting hole in once. You better have the proper spacing on the floor. Yeah. Okay. If so, he misses. If he misses. So, um, speaking of Dwayne Wade, his teammates and whatnot, another debate that was raging a couple of weeks ago was, who's the best teammate LeBron James has ever had? In your best opinion. How? The best. Like, how do you define best? Like, how do you if if you, like if you player, could have if you could have LeBron for one season and put him alongside one of his former teammates, who would you pick? Well, yeah, I I would put him alongside Shaq. You know, if you say if you could put those two together, but that version two, of Shaq that was in Cleveland, yeah, wasn't that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. Shaq. It, it has to be that version of the that teammate. Played. Yeah. Oh, okay. That version of the that, teammate. Um, that version. You know the the one that he's had the 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 to be the 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 two that really had something going when they were in there both in there you know they were very productive players and they still are productive players was him and Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're saying that 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 you know you say in their primes or when they were together. Yeah, I would say him and Kyrie. They they because Kyrie is a magnificent offensive score and LeBron is a facilitator who can score. Okay. LeBron's first instincts, even though he's the all-time leading scorer, his first instinct is not to score. His first instinct is to, you know, he, he will facilitate and he will, he's shown over his career that he, if the defense collapses on him, he will pass the ball regardless of time and score. So I think those two probably in their in their time together, they complemented each other because mm. Kyrie is a scoring, he's a score, scoring guard who happens to be able to do a lot of different things on the floor. But those two seemed like they had a a good understanding of floor balance on the floor and they complemented each other's game. Yeah. And that's probably why they always I think they both had time to reflect that they probably probably left some chips on the table. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? I like I think in terms of the fit with LeBron, I think you're definitely right. I think if you ask best teammate, obviously all time Dwayne Wade and maybe even Anthony Davis would rank ahead of Kyrie Irving on an all time list of NBA players. But fit wise, I hear what you're saying, even though defensively they're not strong because like 
a defense with LeBron and D Wade both on the wing, that's pretty scary. And a defense with LeBron with AD behind him, that's pretty scary too. But offensively, I think, yeah, the fit with Kyrie Irving, um, that's probably the best the, one. The, the reason I wouldn't pick the reason I wouldn't pick Dwayne Wade, the reason I wouldn't pick Dwayne Wade is because both of them were on the wing. Yeah. All right. So it, it, what makes a great tandem is you have either one or both of the areas covered, right? Jordan have, and Sky like, Pippen, though, were on the wing together. Yeah, but Scotty was the lead guard mm. on the offensive end. Yeah. Scotty initiated the He was like a point offense. forward rather than yeah, just so, a wing. So you always have one. So Scotty might have been guarding the other team's lead guard. Scotty and Michael were always opposite one another. So you always had balance. Okay, that's what that's why Shaq and Kobe were so formidable as mm-hmm. a as a tandem was because you always had one dominating the the, the exterior and the one dominating in the interior. Mm-hmm. Kyrie and LeBron were always opposite one another, inside so outside, inside. You you always want to have balance on the floor and be able to. You had both LeBron and Dwayne Wade on the wings. But neither one of them was initiating predominantly, and neither one of them was really a shooter like that. Exactly, and and so so you all you they were uh, they were unbelievable. Trust me, they pose a lot of problems. However, Mm -hmm. once you get into a playoff series, or you can, you know, you can start. You can make sure, you know, the guard, the guy who's guarding Dwayne Darling Wade, whoever he's guarding. Let's just put him in the corner. And let's put LeBron James guy in the corner and just take them out of the defensive rotations yeah. now. Yeah. Follow what I'm saying. Where if you have them always opposite, you can't have two basketballs on the floor at the same time. So one will always be in the play. The other will always be, and they can always play off of one another on both sides of the both sides of the ball, especially Shaq and Kobe. You couldn't yeah. take them both out of the game. You couldn't take Scotty and Michael out because now you can put the matchups. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in saying that, I just thought Kyrie and him, they had a balance. Yeah. They they really had a balance with one another that was just like, okay, because they complimented one to each yeah, other. I, I often think like if Kyrie never asked out and they managed to keep that show going for a bit longer, what that would have ended up looking like. Because- yeah, I, I, exactly. Ex- exactly. Exactly. I, I really thought that was a good combination that – and then you could build a team around that. Like yeah. then you can put Kevin Love around that and Tristan Thompson and all Richard of the Jefferson, other parts. And all these then, guys. And all those players around. Because they really and the thing that I loved about when they played together was there it allowed them to both have moments on the floor separately where they could both dominate and go to their true nature. Because LeBron could facilitate and be just as effective with Kyrie, but then he could go to become a scorer yep. without Kyrie. I, I think even like the one that sums it up is like game seven of the finals, LeBron with the chase down block and then Kyrie with the shot to seal the win over Steph Curry. That, that to me is what I say. Okay. To me, that's what building a team is all about. It's now you're building because now you're taking advantage of your best player who was LeBron James. What is the best thing that he does? If he is not the most versatile player on the floor, what's the point of being LeBron James? So if he could at some point during the game, he could be the best facilitator. 
at some point during the game he could be the best scorer at some point during the game he could be the guy that plays in transition at some point in the game you can move him to the three the four even playing against the warriors he could play the five so if you don't utilize his versatility what's the point mm -hmm. if you just make him into a three then okay could he do that yeah he could do that but what makes him great is he could do all these different things during the course of a game and how many teams have that level of personnel to be able to match that not yeah, many absolutely and Kyrie is a I mean he's a problem when you can just like match him up with his matchup like there isn't a, a guard that can match up with them no I'm, I'm excited to see Dallas this season after they've had a bit of time to get things together but speaking of dynamic duos the best duo in the podcasting world is right here. So make sure you subscribe to the show, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, all of that. We've got me down low, crushing the pain, and BJ on the outside, knocking him down. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the show. We've got a lot more on the way. We are deep in the offseason. So anything you guys want us to talk about, hit us up in the Discord. The link's in the description. Let us know what you want to hear our opinions on. We're going to keep this show rocking the whole way through because it feels like the summer's going slowly, B, but we'll be back before you know it the season will be back Man, i think we've got a fever well, world cup slow, before then but slow to you but not to me we got about <laughs> four more weeks bro and we back it we back to, we back at it bj for me one day without the nba is one day too many so okay. <laughs> we'll keep this going you guys make sure you subscribe appreciate each and every one of you we got some stuff in the works so stay tuned stay locked in and most importantly get buckets <laughs>